the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I fired Taylor, so I don't expect to hear her today. <laughs> I didn't fire her. It's uh, just me this year, this week, which is kind of different. I, I, I enjoy having her here. I, I think she's doing a great job. I, she does her own research. and you know, I, may, I may say, hey, look, you know, here's some stuff. Pick something like that. But, you know, she, she's enjoyed getting into it, which I think is fun. But anyway, welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Uh, glad you tuned in. Hope you're doing well. I, uh, I'm actually at Seawe. We're at Seawe this weekend, Southeastern Wildlife Exposition. And um, let's see, some of the things you can do if you're interested in a day trip to Seawe. Here's some of the things you can you can you can watch. Uh, dock dogs. You know that's where the dogs run down the ramp and jump out in the water after a bumper or ball or whatever. Uh, let's see, <clears throat> something called Will You Be My Wildlife Valentine. Um, they got stuff about sea turtles. They got sheep and duck herding demos, birds of prey demos, which is always one of my favorite. Marion Square, uh, the Bush Wildlife Sanctuary show, chef demonstrations, going on to Marion Square, um, the Turtle Ladies of Charleston County, hmm. which I noticed this year they branched out into a bunch of the local libraries from Mount Pleasant uh, all the way down to James Island. They've got uh, Library sessions that are holding things out, which just tells me they're getting bigger. Uh, but most of the stuff takes place Marion Square, the Gilliard Center, Brittlebank Park. Mm, Retriever demos, the Orion Society is going to be there again. Jack Hanna's there, presented by Boeing. I know there's the art part. They're in some of the hotels downtown Charleston, which is always good. Mm, Orvis fly fishing demo. And that's just a little bit. QDMA is there doing a lecture series uh, over the weekend on different parts of deer hunting. So I know it's Saturday afternoon, but if you don't have anything to do Sunday, tomorrow, just hop in the car and drive to Charleston. It's worth a day trip to go down there and just be a part of it. But that's Seawee, and that's where we are. And we'll take some pictures and come back next week and tell you all about it. We're also going to take a little trip down to Bear Island, which is one of my favorite places to go in wintertime this time of the year. It is just full of migratory waterfowl, uh, eagles. If the sun's out, the gators will be out, and all sorts of birds. I remember one year we were down there, and there was some bird that had never been seen in South Carolina, had been spotted. And, I mean, we ran into a guy from Virginia, one from North Carolina, and a couple from South all asking us, had we seen the bird? And I'm like, I don't know what the bird looks like. I don't know what you're talking about. But And, and somebody told us that it was out in some pecan Pecan Road or something. I got where? Where's that map of? Here's the map of Bear Island. And he told us it was out near the Pecan something another. And I can't. But well, that's the name of one of the roads, I think. So anyway, it, it's it's a pretty cool place to go. You can go online and look at the maps of Bear Island. It's from the DNR website, and you can read about it. It's uh, it's one of those 
really cool places. It's open for the general public this year from February 9th to October 31st, except during designated hunt periods, and they're not happening right now. Small game season is open from the 8th to the 29th of February, and you can still go visit it during the hunt period. Just know that this is going on. But uh, it's owned by the Department of Natural Resources, managed to provide quality habitat for wintering waterfowl and other wetland wildlife, including threatened and endangered species such as wood storks and bald eagles to provide habitat for upland game and non-game species, and to provide recreational opportunities for the hunting and non-hunting public. And that's why we go. It is 12,000 acres, folks. And uh, you can – there's public hunting there. There's a draw hunt for waterfowl. You can deer hunt, dove hunt. Uh, we, we've gone down and gone snipe hunting, which is kind of fun. And uh, it is two observation platforms and miles of dikes. Holy smoke, there's miles of dikes and cross dikes and this dike and that dike and, you know, where you can go watch. So that's one of the side trips we always try to do when we go to Seawee, and it's going to be a fun weekend. hope you're having one, too. But get out. Now Now is a great time to be outdoors. It's, yeah, it's kind of wet out there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they make waterproof boots and coats, and you don't have to stay inside like you used to. So that's what we're going. That's what's going on this weekend. I have to go back and tell you, I, you know, I, I said something about fantasy fishing, and I went through and picked my five anglers. John Cox, Patrick Walters, Brandon Cobb, Steve Kennedy, and Cody Holland. He was my wild card. And doggone, <laughs> beginner's luck is everything, folks. My tournament total is 1,162 points. My rank is 2,044th, which is in the 93rd percentile of all people that play Rapala Fantasy Fishing. I don't know, but 92, 2000, see, that's a lot of people. So, yeah, did pretty good. Everybody at 33rd for Cox. Patrick Walters finished 10th. Had high hopes for him because, you know, he weighed in the, the largest bag of the tournament on uh, Sunday, which was 22 pounds. They only fished Saturday, Sunday, Monday because the high winds canceled the tournament Thursday, Friday. So they only fished Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I was there Saturday and Brandon had one fish for one pound, four ounce. Uh, I think Patrick had nine pounds, nine ounces or something. And so wasn't really looking for either one of them to do a whole lot as far as the championship day. But Patrick caught 22 pounds, 15 ounces, I believe, on Sunday. And he actually got to fish Monday then on the championship day. I had to come home. But anyway, congratulations to Patrick. Good start to the season. Brandon finished 43rd, which is good because he was around 83rd on Saturday. And uh, he caught uh, 15 or 16 pounds on Sunday. So he had a good day, too. They just, that first day, just got both of them. Steve Kennedy finished 20th. And Cody Holland from Beaverton, Oregon, finished 23rd. So I had a pretty good week on fantasy fishing, which is, that's just beginner's luck. Next week I'll be like uh, the 30th percentile or something. <laughs> but that was fun. Uh, one One thing for the calendar of events this week. And it's because you probably need to get ready and get it done. And it's brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center on March the 21st, the 2020 Ashley River Adventure Race, hosted by Dorchester County Parks and Recreation. It's from 7 to 3, and that's in Somerville, South Carolina. Dorchester County and friends of Dorchester County Parks are excited to announce the 2020 Ashley River Adventure Race, presented by J. Byers Mortgage Equity Partners. This unique race features a 5K trail run through the future Ashley River Park, where racers will get a glimpse of the 85-acre site while running through pool, pond-side, open meadows, and wooded riverside trails. After the run, hop on your kayak or stand-up paddleboard at the Howard Bridgman River Access, 
located just outside the park and paddle eight miles with the outgoing tide down the Ashley Scenic River. The route finishes at, at the beautiful and historic Inn at Middleton Place, where a post-race party featuring awards, entertainment, food, and beverage awaits. They got all sorts of categories. You can even split this up. If you find a partner uh, to run, then you can paddle. Or the other way around, you can paddle and they can run. So it's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, get a, this is Charleston County Parks. Uh, if you're interested in this, March 21st, give you a little heads up to get your time to get you a team together and, and participate. So that's the calendar for this week. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff going out there, but we don't have time for it because we're going to talk in the next segment uh, about a, a brewing controversy down Debidu Island, North Inlet, uh, with an organization that's trying to privatize North Inlet, which is big. It's uh, it's all to do with King's Grant, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss that a little bit with our guest. And then uh, the second half of the show, <laughs> it's getting to be a habit. Jim Shockey's back on with Anthony Pace from Freedom Hunters, Freedom Hunters, uh, talking about the Jim Shockey Classic, which is happening March 22nd, 23rd at Wild Dunes. It's a benefit golf tournament and what freedom hunters does with that is they take all sorts of wounded veterans or veterans families or gold star families they take them hunting fishing outdoors and it's it's a good interview you'll, you'll enjoy it so that's what's on tap for this show and i'm going to fill it in here for just a second but so stay stay tuned it's going to be good and and listen because there's going to be opportunities for you you to get involved, both if you want to do something with the golf tournament with Jim and those, or if you want to get involved in this issue down at North Inlet, Debidu Island, and all that. So, there's the music. Hang on through the break. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. As promised, we are jumping down to the low country of South Carolina, to uh, Georgetown, North Inlet, um, that area of South Carolina where there's a situation that has arisen that, uh, like uh, Jeff and I were talking earlier, just kind of makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up eh, with private versus public waters and access and all. So we're going to get into that, but I want to introduce Jeff Grote. Um, He's a guy who lives down there on Debidu and and good Clemson grad. And Jeff, I want to welcome you to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you, Roger. I really appreciate that, and um, happy to be part of your show and uh, honored to be able to partake in it. Absolutely. Well, take just a short time, introduce yourself to us, and then we'll get rolling on this issue. Uh, I have been a resident of Georgetown County for gosh many decades now. I've been employed here in Georgetown County and have enjoyed the largesse of uh, the woods and the waters here for hunting and fishing. And but uh, primarily, Roger, I'm a fisherman. Okay. Spent a great deal of my time in the North Inlet Estuary and, and actually fish all the way down to the Santee. But yeah. pretty much um, because I'm in Georgetown, I I um, I fish the North Inlet area a lot. Okay. Okay, and, that, and that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about North Inlet, 12 square miles that 
There's some questions being raised. This is some moves by the Baruch Foundation and Hopcall Barony, and we're hoping we can work it out nice and, and still be friends at the end of the day. But uh, why don't you tell us what's happened down there? We'll just kind of take it stage by stage and, and fill it out as we go. Well, uh, Hobcock Barony has been around for a long time. Uh, Bernard Baruch, as many of your listeners know, um, purchased the property from a series of plantations back in the early part of the 20th century. Um, he assembled it, gave it to his daughter. His daughter actually predeceased him, so he ended up creating the Bell Baruch Foundation. Okay. And it's approximately a little over 16,000 acres, Roger. It's about 8,000 acres of high ground and about another 8,000 acres of marshlands, which go from the high ground out to the Atlantic. They buffer up against the back of North Island, okay. which is part of the Yawkey property, the Yawkey Foundation. Okay. So all of these areas are protected and pristine, undeveloped, and, of course, will remain that way. They are in trust, and they will remain undeveloped uh, for perpetuity. Okay. Um, what has concerned people in Georgetown County and, the, you know, from the local people and people that come down and visit was a, uh, um, a suit filed by the foundation to privatize the property. And the suit was against uh, the state of South Carolina to get the property deeded back to the foundation. Now, the foundation has said that actually because of King's Grant issues, or not issues, but King's Grant matters, right. that they actually have title to the property anyway. Okay. And the state uh, has disagreed with that. Um, but as was mentioned earlier, the state also respects the right of the access of the public to that property. And that's one of the things that the state is charged with on these public lands, which they own at the moment. Okay. So we're a little bit of an impasse here, um, trying to get things kind of ironed out. But we in Georgetown County are particularly concerned about making sure that the residents in this area will have and continue to have um, unfettered access to the North Inlet estuary system for fishing, recreational use of clamming, shrimping, oystering, picnicking, you know, and so forth. Sure. And, and, and. You've got a lot of fishing guides down there that make their livings in North Inlet, too. Yes, sir, we do. And we which do. means a lot of tourists enjoy North Inlet. And, you know, like I said, the, in, and we talked about this in their original petition in our suit to the state of South Carolina. You know, we want this under King's Grant laws to revert back to our private ownership. and But we don't want anything to change. Correct. And some of the questions arise, well, if we don't want anything to change, then why do you want to move back to the King's Grant? Talk just a minute, because we've had access for so long, there's something in South Carolina state law called prescriptive easement. Tell us just a little bit about that. Well, prescriptive easement basically means that even if there's property which is deeded to someone else, if there has been access that has been taking place for, actually I think the law says six years, okay. but the reality is in this case, access from residents of Georgetown, putting it at the ball field, putting it at South Island, wherever they may put in and come to North Inlet. That's been going on for well over 50 years. Okay. Um, in fact, one of the um, uh, local owners who was interviewed the other day indicated that there's 
in his family um, over 200 years of you know Georgetown residents who have taken advantage of the recreational um, uh, abilities of North Inlet. So the prescriptive easement basically says that you know, that individuals who have had access uh, in, in a non-negative way for a period of time cannot be denied that access as time goes forward. Gotcha. It's and this is. You know, some people out there listening may have heard of issues like this, Texas and Louisiana, right there in the marsh area. This is this is a lot different. A lot of those landowners in Louisiana, they dug those ditches. They, you know, improved those waterways, and those were on private land before. This is something different. If you don't know much about King's Grants, I urge you to do a little research on them because it's kind of an interesting thing. But we're talking, like we said, that you know, the people are oystered, people fish, people make their livings there. And we're not talking about... Anything because this this area is being polluted or anything? Are we? This is this area is not being overused. No, not at all, Roger. Okay. In fact, I mean there is so much respect for uh, this area, the the North Inlet estuarine area by by local residents. You'd be hard pressed to find a paper cup out there any time. Um, whether it's people picnicking, we uh, in our community we do um, you know all kinds of cleanups on that property in the North Inlet area. Okay. Uh, I've spent hours picking up ghost traps that have, that people have <laughs> left out there. Uh, you know, so the general general public, I, I think I'm safe in saying that the general public is very protective of and very respectful of the North Inlet estuarine system. Very respectful. Um, you know, we talk about the economic impact of an area like this yes, to, to Georgetown, and that's that's huge. Yes, sir. And if you have a if you have if they perhaps win and becomes private, now you've locked everybody out of that. Uh, local economy goes down, and for what? You know? Well, that's a point well made. And um, there are, you know, people who, and again, you know, the, the fishing in North Inlet is extraordinary. Local guides who use it, 95% of them are all catch and release individuals, right. those few who do use it. Um, and they certainly have been able to support businesses in Georgetown by virtue of having access to the inlet and being able to take advantage of that fishery. You know, we talk about they made the first suit against the state of South Carolina. You got a very favorable uh, response from Attorney General Alan Wilson. Yes, sir. Uh, you've had favorable response from Coastal Conservation Association, CCA. We have. Coastal Conservation Association has been very proactive, and I know a lot of your listeners, uh, even upcountry, wherever, even those Coastal Conservation Association, there's there's support for CCA all over the state. Of course, yeah. And, you know, it's a huge organization, of course, not only in South Carolina, but, but nationwide, as you know. So they have been very proactive, as I said, in terms of um, making sure that their constituents, as well as friends of constituents, understand the potential ramifications for the general public and that's the whole key uh you know we don't want to we have nothing against baruch foundation there it's a wonderful organization and they do great work what cca is is concerned about and committed to is the continued un unfettered, as I've used before, use of those lands by the general public in a respectful and lawful way. Uh, certainly the public doesn't want to change anything. 
And frankly, we don't want the Baruch Foundation, in terms of access and use, to change anything either. Right. Uh, you know, speaking of that area, both Carolina and Clemson have research facilities there. That is correct. Uh, the University of South Carolina does um, estuarine research, and they've been very successful. have been doing it for many, many years, certainly three, three decades at least. And then um, uh, Clemson University does maritime forest research, and they have uh, many projects on that property and actually on adjoining properties as well. So both are large presence there, and uh, I think both do a great job. You know, I was. You asked me earlier. Have I ever, have I ever been to North Inlet? Have I? You know, I, I've never been there. I've never fished there. I've been to Georgetown Tarpon Tournament, which you know, the mud muddy bay, which right there at yeah. the bottom, is one of the <laughs> right. favorite places for those guys to go tarpon fishing. But I was I was thinking to myself, you know, Hamlin Sound, uh, Gray Bay, uh, any those are pretty much mirror images of what North Inlet looks like. In case somebody who's been to Charleston knows what those areas look like, can they say that's what North Inlet would look like? Well, in some to some degree, yes, in the sense that Hamlin Sound and those areas are, of course, big, giant areas with uh, oyster flats and channels running through them. And obviously, as many of your listeners know, it's a great fishery. Yes. North Inlet is somewhat different because okay. as the marshlands taper down, say, if you started in, um, if you started, say, in Jacksonville, Florida and worked your way north, as you know, from in many areas, the distance between the high ground, say from the hill out to the ocean, can be five or six miles. Right. Marshlands that go way, way out. Uh, and Hamlin Sound is a little bit of that same kind of idea. But as you come north and get to Georgetown, actually all of that marshland, if you look on Google Earth, it all tapers down and it ends in North Inlet. That's wow. the end of that whole several hundred mile chain of mostly protected marshlands. Yeah. So we are somewhat similar to those areas, but it's more diverse, um, more greenery, more hummocks. Uh, you've got wild otters out there. You've got, I've even seen alligators out there. Okay. So, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's a different, uh, it's a different kind of look, uh, simply because it has more, uh, opportunities for different types of wildlife. Birding, for example. Sure. Uh, all sorts of things of that nature. Well, we got about 15 seconds, 20 seconds left. Okay. You know, we've got lawsuits going. We've got opinions. At the end of the day, what do we want? You know, Roger, I think it's in, in everyone's goal. I think it's everyone's goal to, to reach an understanding on this matter. Um, as I mentioned earlier, respect, you know, we respect the, 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 our neighbors over there and what they're trying to do. And we simply want respect back for the general public and for Georgetown County residents. It's as simple as that. There's no, no one wants to, you know, get in a fight. Uh, we just want to make sure that the residents of Georgetown County are protected in terms of their access and recreational use of that of that area. Very good. Jeff, I appreciate you taking time. I appreciate your uh, your knowledge in all the area, and uh, I'm have to come fishing with you. Don't offer if you don't well, expect to pay up. Uh, Roger, my pleasure indeed. It was great to be on with you, and uh, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, sir, Jeff. We'll talk to you later. Right. Take care. All right. into Woods and Water, South Carolina. I play that song often for my daughter. She's a teacher. I ask her, what are you teaching your kids? And she says, as little as I can. (laughs) 
she's a good teacher. Uh, you know, this is it's 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 always not neat to be involved in in uh, things that give back. And today we are fortunate enough to talk to again Mr. Jim Shockey, who needs no introduction to this audience. He's been on the show before. You know, outfitter in the Yukon. Uh, we did a great show a couple uh, about a month ago, Jim, and I appreciate you on such short notice coming back on the show. That's well, my pleasure. Uh, the other gentleman we have on the line is Anthony Pace from Freedom Hunters. And Anthony, it's your first time on the show, so would you take just a moment and, and introduce yourself? Sure. Well, Roger, uh, I'm Anthony Pace. I am the founder and CEO of uh, Freedom Hunters. And uh, we're a military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families on outdoor adventures, uh, mainly hunting, shooting, fishing trips all around the country and internationally. And that is right up my alley. <laughs> Although, I have to say, the way y'all go about it is a little bit different. Uh, folks, what we're talking about today is the Jim Shockey Classic uh, in conjunction with Freedom Hunters. And it's being held March the 22nd and the 23rd at Wild Dunes Resort, Isle of Palms. And everybody's scratching their head going, what are we hunting and fishing at Wild Dunes uh, in March? But we're not hunting and fishing. We're, we're playing golf. And, and golf is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. But my, my total take on golf is a, is a wonderful walk in the woods ruined by a little white ball. <laughs> the, the, the walk in the woods is the operative statement there that, uh, that's about where I spend most of my time on the golf course too. Definitely, definitely not in the fairways, but, uh, but, but, you know, exercise and fresh air. And actually the, the discipline of golf is very similar to archery. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've got to focus and it's you against yourself basically. So yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, but there's, there's a lot of hunters that actually golf too. Well, I, I, I was telling Anthony before, I've never paid, played a full round of regulation golf. I wore out par three courses as a kid, but never a full round of golf. I've catted a full round, which was pretty cool. But um, I, I think I've stayed away from golfing because I think you're right. It's, it is, you're against yourself. And I think I would just, I would go broke trying to beat myself. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, on the other hand, that's the only bet that I, I personally would ever win is against myself on a golf game. So, so yeah, there, there's, uh, you know, it, it does take take you away from uh, the hunting woods, but it's still, you know, you're still out there, and I, that's sure. that's why I've always been a big fan of golf and why we do this golf tournament. And Anthony, you're an avid golfer, right here, huh? I am. You know, I especially have trouble with the windmills and the clowns with the mouth. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty good at golf. <laughs> Man, this is so much fun. Uh, we, you mentioned just a minute, but Anthony, go into a little more de- more detail on Freedom Hunters. Sure, uh, we've been established uh, since 2006 when we took our first um, active duty servicemen out on a hunt, and uh, we took them down to Texas for hogs and turkeys and deer. And uh, since then, we've been growing and uh, now we're up to about 1,500 uh, veterans or family members a year, uh, about 300 different outings spread out all over the country and internationally. So it's everything from prairie dogs to fishing to backcountry elk hunts to, you know, whitetail trophy hunts. And, uh, you know, the, the pleasure here with working with Jim is we've been managing his uh, military tribute hunts 
And on those ends, uh, you know, we're taking servicemen on world-class hunting adventures. Um, so trophy elk hunts, trophy uh, pronghorn. I just got back from uh, West Texas where we did an odd ad hunt. So trying to get those high-end special memory hunts uh, going too. And this comes to them at no cost whatsoever, correct? Yeah, no cost to them at all. And that's where it's such a great event to be a part of, I'm sure. Um, Jim, how in the world did you get become involved with Anthony? Oh, Anthony, I go way back. Uh, Anthony did all the fulfillment on my old VHS videos uh, a gazillion <laughs> years ago. So, so you know, we, we we had a business relationship way back into the early 90s, I would say. Um, certainly late nineties. And, um, you know, I knew Anthony had started this, the freedom hunters, um, you know, him and I even talked about it way back when prior to him, uh, beginning this project. And, you know, I, I did the golf tournament for about six years in Tucson, Arizona, and then gave it, you know, we kind of took a hiatus from it for two or three years. And then by that time, Anthony had his freedom hunters going strong and, uh, Anthony, I can't remember who called who, but uh, but it was it was a, a perfect synergy. I mean, what he was doing was exactly what I believe in and and support in every way I can. It's never enough, but you do what you can. And and uh, so now we've we've co-opted this event uh, through Anthony's Freedom Hunters and great great partnership. Uh, looking forward to uh, you know tens of years ahead. Who uh? Who decided to bring it to South Carolina? Because I'm sure there are a well, lot of different golf courses other than ours, yeah. but uh, we're a southern, we're, we're a very friendly state, I suppose. Yeah, you know what? We Our daughter, Eva, uh, married Tim Brent, a, a hockey professional hockey player, played right. on Hurricanes. And uh, so they moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, or just outside of Raleigh. So my wife and I, Louise, uh, bought a house in Pinehurst, North Carolina, on a golf course, uh, the Country Club of North Carolina. So we, it was a pretty easy, easy decision to make that we're out there quite a bit of the year now. And, and South Carolina in March has got a little bit better weather than North <laughs> Carolina. So, so that's, I, I think it, it just kind of ended up being down there for, for that, that reason. Uh, the, the director of the golf tournament too, Jerry Guanzioli, uh, he, uh, used to live down in in that part of the world as well, so that he had a lot of connections. And okay. So it it just worked out that way. Anthony's got a lot of volunteers out in that part of the world too that uh, that help out. So so that yeah, it just it, it was it was the uh, perfect storm of of reasons to be in South Carolina. All good. All good. Well, Anthony, where I mean, I know Jim is you know Canada, West Coast of Canada, Pacific Central. Where are you? Because you're obviously, uh, you're about two hours away from us. Yeah, home for me is in Colorado. Okay. And and how do you get out to South Carolina from there? Uh, they have these things called airplanes. And, <laughs> you know, I booked a flight on one, and it's, it's amazing. You didn't have to hitchhike, huh? <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. Next year, maybe. <laughs> Well, no, more of what I was saying was Jim was talking about you had connections here in South Carolina. How does, how does that happen? Yeah, we've, we've got uh, volunteers spread out across the U.S. Okay. So we've got some good guys out on the East Coast that uh, do a lot of work for us. Gotcha. 
you know, on the on the website, and we got about two minutes or so left. It's there's a link on the Freedom Hunters thing that says apply for an adventure. How do who are you looking for to tap that button, Anthony? Well, we take out uh, both active duty and veterans, as well as family members of uh, active duty, and then uh, Gold Star family members as well. Those that have uh, lost a, a family member uh, in action. So, uh, any of those categories can apply, and then we try to fit those people that apply onto certain adventures and. You know, it's uh, it's always a struggle there trying to to pick the right person for the right adventure. What um, and I'm going to get to this after the break with the with you telling us about a soldier and all. What what do you see on the back end of some of these hunts or family adventures? You know, it's amazing. Um, you know, we'll we'll take guys out that are pretty meek and mild, um, almost ashamed to be there, uh, pretty quiet, and by the time they uh, the adventure's over. You know, they've opened up uh, a lot of the times. Uh, the adventures are more than just one person. So they get to have the conversations with those who have served. Um, you know, if, if they've been wounded, you know, they've got opportunities to talk with each other about, you know, personal struggles and, and all that. And we've, we've gotten messages from family members as well as the servicemen that say, you know, how important it was. And, you know, a lot of them were in, in pretty dark places and to be able to get out and, you know, enjoy the wilderness and, and, uh, commune with, with other servicemen, it, it makes a huge difference. And then as many studies are showing, you know, time in the woods, time outside is a natural healer. And to be honest with you, and both of you probably agree in the last minute or so of this segment that there are discussions that take place around the campfire that you'd never have anywhere else. Yeah, it really is. So, all right. Well, hang on. We are um, we're talking to Jim Shockey and Anthony Pace from Freedom Hunters about the Jim Shockey Classic and Freedom and Freedom Hunters itself. And um, the uh, the Jim Shockey Classic is coming up March twenty second to twenty third at Wild Dunes Resort in Isle Palms. When we come back, we're gonna continue on with a little bit about Jim, his involvement. I want to hear a story or so of who's gone on these and then how you can get involved in the Jim Shockey Classic. Hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We uh honored today to have Jim Shockey join us again and also honored to have Anthony Pace from Freedom Hunters on the line. Uh, guys, it, <laughs> we've had some fun. Uh, I hope we'll have some fun in this segment, too. But this this gets a little more, a little more tug at your heartstrings a little bit because it talks about, I want to talk about the involvement and, and then maybe a story or two about somebody that's been on one of these. So, Jim, Anthony and I were talking before you uh you got on the line with us about your involvement in this and you're a you're a canadian you're a uh, outfitter but a lot of people don't know that i mean my goodness you're an olympian uh 
And, and you're an honorary member, or I guess a recently retired honorary member of the Canadian military. Tell us a little bit about that part of your life. Yeah, it was in Canada. We're on the British system, so the troops can actually choose a commanding officer. I think they did it originally to raise money to pay the troops back in the British days, but. You know, it still happens. It takes almost an act of parliament. I mean, our our minister of defense has to sign up on it, and, it, and it's a, a huge, huge honor here in Canada. I think they've done it a couple hundred times over the years. And uh, I was chosen by the, the four Canadian Ranger Patrol Group uh, to be, you know, their their commanding officer. That now they have a commanding officer that's a member of the armed forces. Uh, a lieutenant colonel and the the rank it's actually you're not an honorary member you are a member of the armed forces <laughs> okay. uh, you know full uniform full rank full authority the only in the field of battle would i have had to defer to the the commanding officer that's come up through the uh the the hierarchy to to become a lieutenant colonel and commanding officer so so yeah it was a huge honor it's a three-year term if you do a good job then they're you know they'll give you another three years so i I did my six years it was just this year that uh that i retired from from that position um so and and you know again you can you do what you can you you never can do enough and and you know that was my part of my giving back to the armed forces uh what they've done you know i mean we're here today and and celebrating the freedoms that we have because of the sacrifices of the members of the armed forces like i say you do what you can but it's never enough to truly thank these men and women for for their sacrifices so so i've i've done as everything i can and and continue to and hence the reason we're doing this golf tournament i, I think it's so important to to look after these members after they've served and even while they're serving whether wounded or not it's it's uh you know they're they're protecting us. They're out there every single day while we're enjoying these freedoms. So, so yeah, I, I do as I say what I can, and hence we have the golf tournament. Anthony, you're the man who is, I guess, best acquainted with all of the guys that are benefits of the Jim Jockey Classic and the hunts and adventures they go on and families and all. Can you can you think of one? That just really stands out in your mind as one of those that's just really special. Yeah, you know it's hard to pick just one. I mean, they're all pretty special. But you know, I, I'll just mention the the pronghorn hunt we had last year um, was another one of those special moments. Uh, we had four guys out um, in, in New Mexico hunting pronghorn. Uh, beautiful ranch. Uh, you know, we're able to you know come home every night and spend time around the camp and enjoy ourselves and uh we got to take one gentleman out of fort carson um he retired wounded gentleman uh by the name of juan the the one and only um on the hunt (laughs) great kid um you know he was uh uh, wounded uh, ied explosion so he has you know some internal injuries um tbi and ptsd on top of that um and um just a super nice guy laughed and joked the whole hunt and uh we were him and another vet and uh jerry and i 
got to ride around with them and, and be able to take part in their hunt. And, um, you know, the first day, uh, midday, we ended up, uh, one got a nice shot on a, on a really nice, uh, buck antelope and got it down in one shot and, you know, high-fiving and, you know, everybody's having a good time. And, you know, we get back to, uh, to camp and, uh, Juan kind of pulls me aside and says, you know, I've been in a dark spot, um, these last uh, few weeks. He said, this, uh, this really turned me around. So, mm. you know, it's, it's stuff like that that just, just tears you up. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Wow. Um, Jim, you've, you've done a lot of hunts with, with veterans and all. Any one of them stand out in your mind? Uh, not, you know, not, not any individual one. I mean, they, there's, there's so many and, and it, you know, the, the stories are of each, of each member of the armed forces that, that's, you know, served again to protect our, our freedoms and then suffered, sacrificed every one of them. There's not one that stands out because they're all so important. I mean, and, and, Again, when you, when you are with these ladies and, and men and, and, you know, after the hunt, they come up to you and, and say, you know, this, you know, I, you know, I won't say they, they say they, it saved them, but it, but it certainly, certainly, as Anthony said, they were in dark places and, and to be able to go out in the wildlands and open up with, friends and and you know share the, the experiences that we all know and understand in the outdoors again because many of them were hunters to begin with and and to have that opportunity there's they just don't have words to express the, the gratitude and and i guess hope and you know they, they suddenly feel hope it, it makes a huge difference in their lives and and you know like i say we we do our best to to make sure that there's we can help as many of these members of the armed forces as we can and uh, not one of their stories is more significant than than any other because every one of them is it's their life yeah. you know it's what can be more important than that and to make them to to help heal to help them heal and, and their families heal is uh, there's just no value on that you can't you can't certainly put a dollar value and and as i said i can't pick out an individual example because they're all everyone is significant absolutely well uh anthony we got a we got an event coming up how do people get involved i mean if somebody wants to be part of the jim shockey classic what do they need to do well they can go right to uh jim and uh we've got a registration button there or you can go to Freedom Hunters, and we have links there as well, uh, freedomhunters.org. Uh, but you can, you know, you can sign up to golf. Uh, we've got ways if you want to sponsor a serviceman to golf, um, you can do that. We also have uh, military tribute placards where if you want to honor somebody that has served or a family member, um, you can surely do that as well. And when they sign up, they're signing up to golf. But well, Sunday night, you've got a... A dinner and an auction going on? We do. Um, so um, Sunday night we'll have our our banquet and get a chance to auction off some great items. We'll have that online as well. So if you're unable to attend, you can 
uh, we'll be posting pretty soon a link to the uh, to the auction itself, so you can either do silent auction or, or live auction items. And we've got great hunts. We've got firearms um, and all kinds of outdoor gear uh, for anyone to enjoy. Cool, Jim. I know you're going to be there. Um, who else on the on the celebrity side is going to join you? I I don't know that we're bringing in any celebrities this year. I mean, Eva will be there. That's uh, what I was daughter. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I could have forgotten her. <laughs> she, she basically kicked me off my own TV show and, and taken over. So yes. how, how can I forget Eva as a celebrity? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Eva will be there. Tim will be there. Fabulous golfer. I mean, he, ah. he won the uh, long drive contest for the NHL players two years in a row when he was playing wow. professional hockey. So, yeah, he's, he's a heck of a golf player. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll be, on, I'll be waiting for everybody on one of the holes, uh, to do a, a closest to pin. I, I, I wouldn't say gambling is legal, legal there, but there <laughs> may be a little bit of wagering taking place on that hole. But of course. So, so I get, I get, I get to golf with every single person that comes through and, uh, meet everybody. And of course at the banquet, I'll be there as well and, or the, the evening event. So, so it, it, it's just a really great time and you don't have to be a great golfer, uh, Obviously, case in point, me, you know, <laughs> it, to enjoy this. It, it's fun. There's, there's all kinds of, uh, ways to win prizes as well. I think we've even got, uh, uh, the, uh, we'll have a, a black ops truck that's, uh, the hole in one contest, uh, prize on one of the holes. There, there's, that's just signed up with the Shelby guys. So they, they do all the, uh, black ops trucks. So, so it's, um, it's going to be a uh, fabulous fun event, and like I say, you don't have to be a great golfer. The cause is fabulous. It's it's worthy, and and hopefully we'll see everybody out there. You know, none of this happens without sponsors. I know I know you guys have a bunch of them. Would you mind going through and just telling everybody who gets behind an event like this? Cool. Yeah, we've Go ahead, got. Uh, you're, you're, you're dealing with that every day. Sure. Yeah. No, we've got uh, great sponsors. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, SCI chapter and, and, uh, uh, Charlotte who's, who's sponsoring. We've got Yeti, uh, we've got SKB cases, Mountain Ops, uh, Havilon Knives, uh, Vortex, um, uh, Loophole, Gunworks, um, and a, a number of outfitters, uh, the Weatherby Foundation. Uh, so it's, it's pretty exciting to, to see how everybody's come together and, uh, all the sponsors are listed on the Jim Shockey Classic website, so you can take a look and, and see everybody that's uh, pitched in for this. Well, and with that, we are just about right on the button. Uh, I appreciate both Jim uh, coming on the show again. Anthony, thanks for making it a first time. Hopefully I didn't mess it up too bad, and you'll come back on again sometime. Oh, I'd love to come back on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it is the... Uh, Freedom Hunters, uh, Jim Shockey Classic 2020, March the 22nd and 23rd at Wild Dunes Resort, Isle of Palms. You've heard all the details. Now it's time for you to get involved. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And um, folks, as always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can because that's where South Carolina comes alive. And don't forget the camera. Back next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine?